Volume two, chapter two of Mrs. Armitage or Female Domination by Mrs. Gore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Helen Taylor. Chapter two. I strongly wish for what I faintly hope. Like the daydreams of melancholy men, I love to wander in that golden maze. Dryden. Tuesday came, and Arthur went went in spite of his mother's sullen and his wife's sorrowful countenance i shall be home to-morrow in time to preside over the tenants feast said he to mrs armytage as he bid them all farewell instead therefore of sleeping at the duke's as i intended i shall get as far back on my way home to-night as greta castle i find that the rotherhams came down from town yesterday but yesterday and he makes his way there to-day sighed marian to herself as he quitted the room and rising to retire to her own preside over the tenants feast reiterated mrs armytage aloud i beg it to be understood that so long as i am at holywell i require no assistance in the presidency of my household arrangements it is i mother who am in fault observed sophia ever ready to shelter others at her own expense i ventured to tell arthur that i thought his presence would be expected here to-morrow which induced him to return and sleep to-night at greta castle it is to be regretted you were not equally officious two years ago cried mrs armytage whose temper was roused to the utmost by the sound of the departing hoofs of arthur's horse and her detestation of the duchess of spalding when all the county was busy with his attachment to your friend lady laura had you persuaded him to visit greta castle then you would have conferred a real benefit on him and his family sophia turned away in trepidation just in time to discern marian's white dress retreating along the conservatory she flattered herself her sister-in-law had been too deeply ensconced among the myrtles and heliotropes to overhear the last bitter apostrophe and when they met again in the afternoon exercised an anxious scrutiny over marian's countenance to ascertain whether she had been weeping but marian was engaged in caressing her little girl and made no sign mrs armytage too was engaged engaged in directing the morrow's entertainments and sophie accordingly profited by the leisure afforded her to ponder in a solitary ramble over some intelligence recently imparted to her by her brother intelligence dearly concerning her happiness but which the events in the holywell family during the past month had forbidden her to consider too deeply precisely at the disastrous moment which summoned arthur into yorkshire a rumour had accidentally reached him at his club that his friend rainsford at that time unaccountably absent from town had been sent for to the dying bed of a distant relative reputed to be immensely rich and supposed to entertain intentions of adopting edgar as his heir nothing further had transpired every one's good wishes were with one of the best fellows in the world but he was still absent no announcement of old rainsford's death had appeared in the newspapers and arthur armytage aware that no actual engagement subsisted between his sister and his friend felt the impossibility of addressing to him from holywell those friendly inquiries respecting his change of circumstances 
which in a less delicate position would have flowed naturally from his pen no sooner indeed had he communicated the report to sophia than she earnestly interdicted all communication on the subject her hopes were not the less sanguine for being thus modestly subdued she was aware that a brother of edgar's father had held a high appointment in india and that between him and his nephew no communication had ever existed old rainsford was a miser and a humorist and although as likely to bequeath his property to the foundation of a hospital for decayed lascars as to any member of his family might perhaps have been moved by his nephew's high reputation and rising prospects to adopt him as a son after all then he might be placed in a situation to claim her hand to surmount her mother's objections to ensure the happiness of her future life the next month the next week the next day might bring confirmation of those tantalizing rumours and reward her patient her more than authorised fidelity for a moment sophia almost wished she had accepted lady rotherham's invitation to london that she might have been on the spot to catch the first tidings of edgar's prosperity she fancied that her interest in the subject would have enabled her instantly to ascertain the truth but another minute's reflection reminded her that her sojourn in the greta family might have also tended to strengthen the attachment on the part of her friend laura's brother her rejection of which she feared might one day produce an estrangement between the families and again on considering how many were the moments when her presence at holywell had afforded support and comfort to her weak but amiable sister-in-law she admitted that everything had happened for the best yes everything for now that arthur and his family were settled at holywell her mother could more readily spare her to preside over the household happiness of another and mrs edgar rainsford's place would be filled by mrs arthur armytage meanwhile poor sophie's waking visions brilliant as they were scarcely shone so bright as the sun that beamed the following morning upon holywell the glorious and unclouded sun of an english july when the harvest is ripening in the fields and the fruit in the orchards when nature seems to pour forth her abundance in unchecked prodigality when even the poor who labour are content and the beasts who perish satisfied when their wickets and their lattices ajar the humblest cottages become purified by the breath of summer while the sick and aged sit in the sunshine and are cheered when the joyous children roll upon the green sward and the very cur with which they are frolicking appears to be in better humour with its shaggy coat such was the aspect of the country when arthur released from the hospitality of spalding court but not till he had passed the night under its gorgeous roof turned his horse's head towards holywell nor could he help contrasting as he passed the precincts of the spalding estate and at the distance of ten miles entered those of his mother the difference perceptible in the lands of the operative and those of the aristocratic proprietor the duke frustrated in all his plans by the duchess who the moment she found her frustration complete resigned her monopoly into the hands of an unenlightened and interested steward 
was a well-meaning ill-judging landlord his farms were in bad condition his woods ruined by improvidence his lands ill-drained everything misconducted but at holywell all was order industry and prosperity the results of a well-administered expenditure there were no fancy cottages no picturesque villages no doric rectories but the ancient hamlets were substantially kept up the farms surrounded by solid offices the schoolhouses and the almshouses for the young and infirm spacious and cheerful the parsonages looked snug and respectable the churchyards neat the whole population thriving arthur's best feelings were gratified my mother's temper may be irritable meditated he as he made such speed along the green lanes as the fervour of the weather would permit but her principles are sound and her feelings in the right place she has been wiser in her generation than her son will prove hereafter i should never have had the patience or the forethought to effect all this her whole life has been devoted to holywell and it does her credit there is not so well regulated an estate in the county i can forgive her for being proud it is something to be mrs armytage of holywell this last exclamation was almost involuntarily uttered as he attained the high grounds forming the northern boundary of the park and caught sight in one glorious landscape of its many tinted woods of the broad river sweeping along the valley below with the ruins of the ancient monastery of the holy well standing lonely in the midst of a grassy glade the noble mansion-house gleaming out at intervals from its sheltering oaks and chestnuts the majestic bridge the distant temple the rising shrubberies all united and filled up into a sylvan picture by the widely spreading verdure of the park a nobly wooded valley still intervened between him and the lodge connecting the village of holywell with the park on emerging from which he found himself suddenly in the midst of the tents erected for the promised convivialities of the day to his surprise and regret the tenants were already assembled and as there was no hope of passing unobserved through the lodge so as to enjoy a momentary interview with his wife previously to entering upon his duties of hospitality arthur dismounted with a good grace accepted with a cordial smile the congratulations poured upon him on all sides and making his way towards a tent where a group of farmers were eagerly discussing the markets and the politics of thoroton he was soon surrounded by the same affectionate deference which had been formerly conceded to his ill-fated father the tenants took pride in their young squire more especially since he had been a soldier and a parliament man it was at this unlucky moment when all men's eyes were bent on arthur and all tongues cried god save him while many a venerable white head was uncovered in his honour which had paid the same tribute of respect to three generations of the family that mrs armytage satisfied in her own mind that her son was at thirty miles distance and that he had gone out of the way expressly to avoid the tumults of the celebration descended from her pony-chair within the lodge-gate where her chief domestics were in waiting to escort her and leaning on sophia's arm advanced majestically along the short double avenue of elms 
connecting the village with the park to her amazement there was not a soul to welcome her old hardywood was by her side and simmons and the rest were following but between the gay noisy throng visible in the sunshine beyond the deep shadow of the overspreading elms and the spot where her arrival was expected not so much as a straggling child to drop a frightened curtsey to madame armytage their sports have already begun said sophia interpreting her mother's look of surprise before my honoured mistress's arrival grumbled old simmons no no they know better but on attaining the verge of the avenue the truth became apparent there stood arthur like the image which nebuchadnezzar the king had set up with the whole multitude bowed down before him he was talking to this man shaking hands with that and laughing and chatting with all mrs armytage's colour went and came for she found herself standing almost unheeded amid the throng had i suspected that you were bent upon courting clandestine popularity free from my observation said she addressing her son in a suppressed voice your sister and myself would have been spared a hot and dusty drive arthur was too much startled to reply and his mother persevered in the same bitter and taunting strain but he felt his spirit rebelling within him and lest he should be tempted to utter some unworthy rejoinder bowed courteously around made his way through the crowd took his horse from the groom and mounting in a second scarcely drew breath till he found himself beneath the portico of holywell end of volume two chapter two